1: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and I'm joined as always by my intangible co host, Tempest. Oh, hi. It's the
2: WrestleMania again, Pete. (laughs)
1: Hey, maybe you can't not
2: win, apparently.
1: That's crazy. And everyone was really happy about it the fact that Wrestle Talk won and No Rolls Bar didn't. Everyone loves seeing us win.
2: Mm-hmm. They want us to win more things. They exactly. want us to win all the things. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy yeah. to oblige them. Wouldn't
1: it have been cool if, you know, if No Rolls Barred won by like one point right at the mm-hmm. end? It would be like a really cool story. But what I think is a right. better story is just like Wrestle Talk wins, lol. I think mm-hmm. that's probably better, right? Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. You know, we just win, we're just better than yeah. them that's, that, that, avoid, that's the story, guys. We are just we're <laughs> better than them in every way. We even smell nicer than
1: them. Don't support No Rolls Bar. That's just the moral of the story. Yeah. Idiots. But also, speaking of board games, Tempest. Mm-hmm. I was just mentioning this to you before we went live here. Um, I I bought a board game. Um, I bought unmatched because oh, I've been know. kind of obsessed with it a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. It was one that was featured in the Lord of the Board Final with Brooke and Anne. I was like, that seems like a fun game. And then we got a couple of copies in the office and we played it on a lunch break. And I was like, well, now I'm obsessed. Uh, (laughs) So I was like, well, as soon as Payday comes around, I'm going to get one. Mm. So I got one of the ones that has, it has, let's see here, the four people. It's got uh, Sherlock Holmes, Dracula, the Invisible Mm. Man, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Right which is a pretty cool little, little quartet, I think. And, um, on my lunch break, I just kind of like unboxed it, put all the pieces together and all that stuff. And then I said to my partner, I was like, do you want, do you want to have a game? And she was like, I don't know. It sounds pretty complicated. Uh, I'm not really feeling it, whatever. And I was like, Oh, we can just, I'll just explain the rules and then we can like play later after I've done the podcast. That's fine. No worries. So I started explaining the basic like concepts and stuff like that of the game, went through a couple of the rules and that. And, um, and then we had two games. <laughs> I was a little bit late getting to, this, uh, getting to this podcast because we had one game and then she was like, do you want to play again? I was like, yeah, go on it. <laughs> yeah. So we switched up characters and then played again and it was, it's really good. It's really so she good. she
2: hated it is what you said.
1: Yes, that's exactly right, yeah. And so when have... we, we, we sped up the final game to try and like get a dance, so we were just making like lightning round moves without thinking really, just to get it finished. And then as soon as I was done, she was like, I want to play again. I was like, after the podcast. Don't tempt
2: me with it. <laughs> oh, I love board games. I wish I had people so play good. board games with. It's not fair. It's not mm-hmm. fair, Pete. I want to play uh-huh. board games. Do you like you, board games? I do like you board like board games. games? I do like board games. I want to yeah. play board games. I don't get to play enough board games. I've had yeah. Cosmic Encounters sitting there that hasn't been played since Christmas.
1: Oh, man. That's I've never played Cosmic. I really want to play it.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's rough. It's rough. I yeah. just don't have people to play with. Yeah. I used to play with like my older brothers and everything. We would play like Settlers of Catan and mm-hmm. you know, they were the board game people, right? Yeah. But it, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been this uh this thing that's gone on the last two years, but I haven't quite been able to see my brothers and play board games. <laughs> and now I'm getting cranky about it. It's yeah, time. I want to play board games. This is my brother's birthday yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, it's unrelated was he uh how, how old was uh, he i don't know he's older, <laughs> than me. he's older than me i don't i i don't know i'll be
1: perfectly honest <laughs> an age you know yeah you know he's 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 up there once he get past 21 it doesn't matter
2: right oh yeah just oh days. yeah 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 uh he'd be in his 40s by now so all oh, right, I see. It's, it's hard to narrow it down more than that, but mm-hmm. he's up there,
3: he's somewhere up
1: there. Up
3: there. That's yeah, fine.
2: there's an 11 year gap between me and the next brother in my family, so right. like I've got that mapped out. I can always mm-hmm. remember that my brother is 11 years older than me. Yeah, but it's like the ones that are older than him are. I'm just like, oh, I don't nah. know like, what year you were born. <laughs> okay, I'll, let me go look at the family tree. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or change my name to Tempest Breaker. No, just Tempest Breaker. Yeah, from mm-hmm. the rest of all of y'all. Except With two K's, me on TV. Right? Yes, naturally. Yeah. No, oh, it's cool. going to, no, never. I stopped myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I, I'm no.
2: Gonna be, I'm going to be even better than Brown Breaker. No. I'm going to have three. No, 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 no. Not
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> not that. Never that, in fact. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. And on that note, we should probably get into t- on the main show. Let's talk about the wrestling. Uh, well, we're going to talk about SmackDown first this week because the thing that we're going to be talking about is WWE not doing the Tank Title Unification match anymore. They just have decided not to. So now we're getting a different match, which is, I think, worse. Here's the show. Okay, so going into WrestleMania Backlash, I am not very interested in a lot of things that are happening. Even the stuff Mm -hmm. that I think will probably be good. Like, I'm sure Seth Cody will be good, but I'm Mm -hmm. not really that interested in it. Like, I've seen it at WrestleMania. There's not that much story progression from from the WrestleMania match. Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, I'm not super jazzed about. You know, it's fine, whatever. The thing I am looking forward to... Which I'm really glad they haven't canceled is RK Bro versus the Usos, which is going to unify the tag team titles. That's a mm. really interesting story. I'm quite intrigued. I think they've done a really good job in promoting the match. RK Bro have done good stuff. They've had some good singles matches. I'm really curious.
2: It's funny you say that, Pete. Hmm. It's funny you say that.
1: So, on this episode of SmackDown, They decided they're not going to unify the tag titles anymore. And instead, it's a six-man tag match at WrestleMania Backlash with RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre versus The Usos and Roman Reigns. No titles on the line. No unification. Nothing. Yeah. It's a
2: good thing these things aren't on pay-per-view anymore. Mm. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I cannot comprehend how bad the pay-per-view numbers would be for these things if we were still operating under that format and i have to think i have to think that the move to the wwe network and such such and such is at least partially to blame for some of this because i understand we had bad b pay-per-views before but i don't think they were this bad because if you got like literally 100,000 or less pay-per-view buys on a show, that would be like catastrophic. And I can't imagine more than 100,000 people buying backlash at this point.
1: God yeah. I mean, if Put they're already getting 50 in...
2: bucks to watch this show, I'm not. I'm not putting down 50 bucks to watch a WWE pay-per-view these days.
1: Absolutely not. It yeah. it's so infuriating to me that they can openly advertise that it will be total unification, RK-Bro versus The Usos. You know, fr- from the SmackDown after Mania, the storyline was Roman said, Usos, unify these tag That is the goal of the bloodline now. That is what we need to accomplish next. So then on this show, there was a contract signing, which also doesn't make sense because the match was already official because you're advertising it. But that's... Sure. Whatever WWE being WWE, right? Uh-huh. Sure. Let's say you need a contract signing. Fine. Contract signing happens. Akira and the Usos come out. Randy Orton says that Jey Uso is the right hand man because Riddle can't tell them apart, even though they have different hairstyles and they look different now. Sure. Riddle can't tell them apart. But Randy dude, Orton Riddle answers.
2: is stupid.
1: He is. That's he's his character,
2: stupid. is he stupid.
1: And you know what? Normally, I really enjoy Riddle, and I think he's really entertaining. And there's a lot of people who would get his content and make it really bad. And I think Riddle yeah. does a good job of being funny a lot of the time. When he's got pretty bad content, he can still make things funny. This one didn't really do it for me, I'll be honest. And then Randy Orton saying, well, I can tell him apart. Jey Uso, he's the right-hand man. And Jimmy Uso, well, he's just a little bitch. Oh, sick, <laughs> burn! I guess
2: I kind of like this one. Right? I'm this, not gonna lie. Like I kind of like, like this fine. whole this moment. I like that Jimmy Uso was like I'm not tolerating that. It was immediately like I'm lunging over the table. Like those mm-hmm. are fighting words. I, yeah. I I like that moment.
1: I like yeah. that moment.
2: But aside from that, aside from yeah.
1: that, aside from that, so, so it erupts in a ha- of all this. Yeah, they haven't signed the contract yet, and. They get into a big brawl. They're fighting. Babyface is standing tall. Out comes uh, Roman Reigns to settle all this. He comes out, distracts uh, Randy and Riddle. They get beaten up by the Usos. Heels the standing tall. Roman rips up the contract before it's been signed. Rips up the contract and shoves it down Riddle's mouth. And I'm like, that's a cool visual, right? That's a nice little thing. At this point, I was not thinking... That doesn't mean the match is happening. At that point, I was thinking, okay, it's Roman being Roman. He's just like, you know, asserting dominance over Riddle. Cool. And then out comes Drew McIntyre. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. here is a story. Because you can still have McIntyre come out. He can get the best of Roman and swerve. There's another contract that Roman didn't tear up. It would be a really stupid story, Tempest. But there was, a, there, was a, there was a smaller contract underneath the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and they come out, and the baby faces signed the contract, and it's like, hey, the match is still official, and now you've got beef between Drew and Roman. It's going to be Drew Roman at WrestleMania Backlash, right? I was like, okay, it's kind of stupid, but sure, that's fine. It's a way to get to the, to the matches that they want. Fine. Um, but that's not what happened, because Drew McIntyre came out, babyfaces stood tall. With he and uh, RK Bro standing all over Roman and the Usos, Drew got quite physical with Roman, threw him across the ring, and all that stuff. They were going um, back and forth, and then afterwards, Paul Heyman we're talking goes about, to we're Adam. Talk about
2: this segment now. This is probably my most infuriating thing in the entire show. Yeah. Okay. So that
1: segment in and of itself was like fine, right? Yeah. It was contract signing that ended in a brawl. Sure. Pretty standard stuff. Pretty standard. Paul Heyman then approaches Adam Pearce backstage and says that he should upgrade the title unification match by making it a six-man tag to include Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. So then they they get into a back and forth, right? Where Adam Pearce says, no, I can't do that. I can't just change the match. One. Why? No, 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 no.
2: Recap the entire segment first. Okay. okay. Just okay. Go, go through all this and then we can break we'll it go down. Through all. Because there's says, a lot here.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Right? Adam Pearce says, I can't just change the match. And Paul Heyman says, oh, well, if you don't, I'm going to go to the board of directors and tell them that you didn't want to put a match with Roman Reigns in it on WrestleMania Backlash. And Believe me, I'll, I'll do that. And then he walks off, and Anna Pierce is like. And then later on in the show, it goes, and it's official. It's a six man tag. Okay. <laughs> right. Let's break it down, Ted. Okay.
2: okay. There's so much wrong with the segment like this. First of all, right off the top. Adam Pierce says, No, I can't do that. That's simply not true. You can do whatever you want. Part two of all of this is why would the board of directors care about a complaint about a person in charge not changing an advertised. Championship match. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would care too much about that, but maybe mm-hmm. you can say Roman Reigns, the double champion, Universal uwu champion. They mm-hmm. would not want to have him angry, so it's kind of like okay, let's do what the top star says. And in general, I prefer that over the authority figure making the champion look like a a dumbass, which is what sure. we got all the time in the in the authority. I would prefer we didn't do that. So that's one thing. Okay. That, that that that's a that's okay ish but i don't think the board of directors would care that much about a guy doing his job another part of this is by the end of the show like an hour later this thing is official so what is this nonsense week after week of oh well we have to get it approved from the board of directors i'll let you know by next friday or next saturday then we'll know if we can do this i quit match Within an hour, they can get these things figured out and there's no consistency. And my biggest problem with all of this crap is that the board of directors are the the Illuminati. They're just this nameless, faceless organization. I'm more terrified about the board of directors in WWE than I am about any heel. Because they're the ones that hold all the power. I don't Mm -hmm. know anybody who's on that board other than supposedly like Vince McMahon, you know. He's the chairman of the board. otherwise, you just pull names out of a hat if they're on this kayfabe board of directors. But what are these segments? Pete? who are these people? There's an anonymous there's an anonymous raw and Smackdown general manager that is not a computer anymore. It's just Adam Pierce's cell phone. Yeah, they're the real people that are the general managers of the show. And they're not characters. <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad. And that's not it's... even taking into account the fact that they're changing the thing that they advertise. <laughs>
1: that's not even the problem with this segment. This is like... Okay, so uh... there's the k May element that we've just been talking about. Of like... Yeah. This doesn't make any sense in the story to change that. As a TV right?
2: show, this doesn't make
1: sense. This doesn't make any sense. There's the kayfabe oh. element. Then there's the non-kayfabe element, which is you have been advertising this title oh. unification match, and the week before the go-home show, you have changed it to a six-man tag match. The only way that that would make sense is if all the titles were on the line. Oh. Then that would be a bigger, significantly bigger match. And we'd be sitting here talking about what a great announcement this was to make it a title unification match, and also Roman's title was on the line as well. That would be a really big match. That's cool. I
2: I would like to hold out hope that that is going to change next week.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed, right?
2: You know, I would like to think that this won't just be a non-title six-man tag because that <laughs> that will just break me because uh, goddamn but yeah I'm really I, I genuinely, not down with I had WWE's to pause. false advertising
1: I'm, I had to pause the mad. show when there was that segment with Adam Pierce because I was like yeah. wait what yeah. like, I, I couldn't believe it that they had the absolute balls to have Adam Pearce say, well, I can't just change a match. (laughs) It's not even like you just signed the contract to make it official because you actively didn't. That's the point of the segment was that you didn't sign the contract for the match. So why can't you change it? Because it's not an official match anymore. There's nothing to change. It's not a match that exists. You numpty. Oh man. This wound me up to no end. I got the
2: show worried. is written by chimps. It's like insane. segment one and segment two, it's like they happen in different universes, and the things right. that happen in segment one do not affect the things that happen in segment two.
1: Yeah. It's, oh,
2: my God, boy. It's,
1: it's so insane because the thing is if you wanted to, if I had more faith in WWE. Right. Uh-huh. I would think that the story they're trying to tell is that Roman wanted the Usos to unify the tag titles. But then the Usos, both of them lost to Riddle. So now Roman is thinking, uh oh, let's not do that because they're going to they're gonna lose to RK Bro. Uh-huh. So you know what? Let's back out of the match. I don't want this type of unification anymore because I don't want the Usos to lose their titles. If I had faith in WWE, that's a story I would be saying that they're trying to tell. But I would be willing to bet every single penny that I own that that is not the story they are trying to tell. This is a last-minute decision that they made because they didn't know what they were doing with Reigns, and then they've just gone, uh, shove them into this match. And then they're going to wing it from there. Like, I... (sighs) Yeah. I can't.
2: Yeah, I I can't. uh, You can do a lot of mental gymnastics to try and make sense of WWE's booking. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't do it anymore. That's why I'm not as enthused on SmackDown and NXT podcasts, because I don't want to think about what they're doing. Thinking about WWE is a painful, destructive process, and I I just choose not to do it as much these days. So, I, I mean, I don't disagree with anything that you say. If you could just have Roman Reigns have a a subtle way of saying like i don't really trust these usos to win this match i better protect Mm -hmm. these tag titles paul go make this uh uh, a non-title match and then the next week adam pierce goes okay you can have your match but it'll be for all the titles and Robert Reigns go oh no Ah, this is not the plan oh curse is spoiled again you know you, that's a fine little two-week story, which would be a fine way to get around, like, oh, get rid of the unification stipulation, and then add all the title stipulation. But you can't skip step one of having Roman Reigns be the character of importance here. It Nothing makes sense. You can't string these storylines together into something that actually makes you care about the characters.
1: I just can't yeah. do it anymore, Pete. I can't do it yeah nor can i so let's just let's just stop talking about it because yeah this show started
2: with a match that, like i'm gonna give it a, a thumbs up in a second
1: mm. yeah yeah you know, well we'll, we'll have some positive things to say yeah. soon sort of yeah kind of yeah.
3: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Let's do some ultra chats. Yeah. And we'll talk about the rest of SmackDown afterwards. Um, send those into to forward slash support Christopher said I love that only WWE have the unique ability to make pay-per-views appear less interesting with every further match they announce for them really sets them apart from the little leagues hope you lovely boys have a great weekend thank you yeah, Christopher. You know,
2: all of the little leagues that like do a really good job of promoting their pay-per-views <laughs> and yeah put really exciting matches that they that their audience want to see then they cater to their audience it's a novel concept
1: yeah. Liam Leonard's been a member for nine months. Woo! Thank you so much. Whirlipede Club. Mm. Squad. <laughs> it says uh, one month of staying up till 1 a.m. watching this tag unification and WWE goes, F your loyalty. Whirlapede Squad, let's go, Andy. No. Got his shirt because he told me. Nice. Well yeah. done. He does that. Uh,
2: um, he's like, hey, buy this shirt.
1: Um, stop staying up till 1 a.m. watching the tag unification stuff, Liam Leonard. That's what I'd say. stop doing that
2: you don't have to watch smackdown live no No, definitely not
1: uh tales p said if i had a nickel for every time nakamura was set up to face roman for the title just for wwe to decide it's not happening i'd have two nickels which isn't a lot but it's weird that it happened twice
2: yeah true it is isn't it
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um and we'll do one more that was actually from yesterday's um stream uh the uh about the wwe releases um alistair gammon who's been uh who's been a member for seven months thank you so much says uh can't see i'm surprised anymore sucks to be any of those who've lost jobs tonight go show them love and support on to bigger and better things i agree
2: yeah you know i i expect uh bigger and better things from several of the people that got released last yep. night for god's sake let's get malcolm bivens handcuffed to like jade cargill pronto Oh, God, Ooh, yes. the promos. Oh, my God. Yes.
1: Oh, and it doesn't oh, even have to be her.
2: It can literally be like anyone. Like, just take smart Mark Sterling off TV and replace him with Malcolm Bivens. Mm-hmm. I would care so much more about Tony Neese if he had Malcolm Bivens talking for him. True. Yeah. You know? I'd care more about anyone if Malcolm Bivens was talking Yeah. Him. Oh, a not PG Malcolm Bivens is going to be so mm. fun on God. on tv i've heard him in indie shows oh the man is so talented i love me
3: mm-hmm.
2: stokely hathaway being introduced to aew is like gonna be my moment of the year
1: it's gonna be great uh-huh. But let's talk more about SmackDown first before we talk about AEW. Yeah. Uh, let's review the rest of the show. It started off with a steel cage match. Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. It just started with a match.
2: Yeah, I was show. shocked. When was the last time SmackDown just started with a match? I cannot recall. I don't have even like any know. examples to pull from. And also,
1: I don't think they had a really long extended video package to start this episode either.
2: Oh, it's like you're you're the started, intro. Are you ready for a good match. time? And there's a cage in the ring. It's like, oh, we're going, right. perfect. Yeah, do this right. every week. Yeah, just do it every week. I would. I swear to God, I would bump every single SmackDown that's a two out of five to a three out of five if they just started with a match. Because I claim. wouldn't. I wouldn't be bored by the time I get to the half hour mark every week. They're starting every single week. They pick up their first card and it's go back two spaces. (laughs) And they're starting from behind
1: the starting line. Every week they start with a 20-minute promo. (laughs) Um, Drew Gulak is a special guest timekeeper for this episode, which is a through line that pays off in the main event. Um, I thought this cage match was decent. It was yeah. fine. I think the most common spot in this match was throw opponent into cage wall, which mm-hmm. like it's fine. There was nothing too complicated. There was a couple of really big spots like when Sammy nearly escaped and Drew grabbed him, did a big superplex like with Sammy off the top of the cage, which was really cool. It was a nice big spot. Um, but uh, it wasn't wasn't that much to it. Drew won with a claymore. Cool. It's about what it was. I... I would have bet my house that
2: Sami Zayn was gonna win this match by Escape the Cage. Mm. And they would have built to something bigger with a, a yeah. roof on it. Like this isn't a hell in a cell feud. No. But it felt like they were building to a a hell in a cell match. I yeah. don't know. It's 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 fine. I, I will say my thoughts about this match in quick succession are they started this show with a match, and that's good. That that that's good. It's still escape the cage rules. That's bad. They didn't do escape the cage win. That's good. But it, it was still kind of boring, which was bad. You know, I <laughs> yeah. thought this was like, it didn't hit Vaughn Wagner versus Kyle O'Reilly levels of this is the most generic cage match of all time. You know, like they actually did fun things. As soon as I hit the superplex spot, I was like, okay, I'm awake. Mm-hmm. I'm alive. Yeah. I Actually, like the blood is pumping again. I'm, I'm feeling something for this match. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was fine. I just, I really struggle these days, especially, again, sorry, WWE fans, but since the introduction of AEW cage matches, which are, like, just AEW cage matches done properly, ever since that's been introduced, I really struggle to watch WWE cage matches, because, like, escape the cage rules are just the dumbest thing, and I can't. Stand them, yeah. You no, know? like I don't care that much to like rage out and do a video explaining why Escape the Cage rules suck. They just suck, you know. Yeah. And I just watch it. And they had a solid three out of five match, but I'm just kind of like, eh, I, I'm not interested in watching someone cl- climb the cage five times and and stuff like that, and have to be pulled back in. No, it's mm-hmm. not a cage match. It's supposed to be violent and suck. Yeah,
1: I whatever it's fine. It's a decent enough match. I don't know whether this is a plus one or maybe it's just not a minus one. I guess Mm. of uh, I don't think any of them went to try and escape through the door.
2: That is a good point. I was going to say like, oh, go over the cage or go through the door. And it's like, did he
1: go through the door? I don't think he did. No, I don't think like no one tried to go through the door at any point in the match. Which is you know that's good. Yeah, door was very stupid. So don't could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, could have been a lot worse. Um, So, this was, this was a fine opener. Um, yeah. After that, I don't think I enjoyed anything else on this show <laughs> after this um, opener. I, I don't. Because mm. it really wasn't much.
2: Enjoy is a strong word.
1: Yeah. Anyway, Charlotte Flair said she's going to win her match later. Great. Happy talk. Yeah. Uh, she's a liar who lies. She is a liar who lies. There was a Happy Talk segment. Happy Corbin said he wanted to destroy the Andrew the Giant Memorial uh, trophy. Brought it out, and there were two people who had like, their hats low, bringing the trophy out, and I was like, well, one of them is Mad Cat Moss. Which it was. Um, And he attacked Corbin in, like, a really lame way. I can't tell you anything he did, other than, like, punch, I think. I, that was... That was it. It was a pretty bad beatdown. Like, he threw him into the ring post, and then he was like, I've got my trophy back. And then he like rolled around the ring laughing, like he used to do when he was a really obnoxious heel. And I got my trophy back. And I'm like, that's just obnoxious.
3: Don't like 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 that
1: at all.
2: Yeah, I don't like him. Yeah. You know, I need to know the name of the person that every week SmackDown is being written, and they're like, oh, Vince, don't forget about Happy Talk. Hmm. It's on every show. God damn. It's bad. It's bad. Um I, it is the most baffling goddamn thing that they think this is what people want to see. Yeah. People want to watch Happy Talk every week instead of the NBA playoffs. We gotta get this 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 viewership back from the NBA.
1: Let's put on Happy Talk. Yeah, man. That's always going to get the people in. Also, oh! just wanted to point out very quickly, Andrew the Giant was a typo they made on the WrestleMania pre-show, and they yeah, said the Madcap Cat enough, Moss.
2: People have forgotten that. Yeah, I know. They just on the pre-show they said
1: that, that Madcap Moss was the was the winner of the Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and that yeah. made me chuckle a lot. Yeah. Um, we had Ricochet versus Shanky next. Shanky's move set is incredibly basic. And this yeah. was a pretty much a nothing match. Ricochet got the roll up win after some failed gender, inter- gender interference or interference, as I'm calling it now.
2: Well done, Pete. <laughs>
1: Thanks, man. <laughs> Worked well real done, hard Pete. on that one.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is where I said, like, uh, uh, enjoy is a strong word.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was like, well, Ricochet won. I can't really, like, should I just expect them to have better wrestlers on TV than, than Shanky? Yes. Yes. In theory, you should. You should hope that the people on the biggest nationally worldwide, globally televised wrestling show should be better than Shanky. Yes. But I just know that that's not going to be the case. You know, I've been watching almost for like two years. Mm hmm. One, like, we we, we we looked at uh, Commander Aziz have like one match on SmackDown last year and went, well, that wasn't very good, and he never wrestled on SmackDown again. <laughs> Let's have that happen with Shanky, please. Yeah. Uh... But they're breaking up now, so they're going to wrestle each other. Shanky versus Jinder Mahal is something I'm going to have to sit on a podcast and review. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> that is unacceptable. I'm...
1: I'm happy that Ricochet is wrestling most weeks on SmackDown, and that he is defending his title quite a lot. That's Street good. Positive Pete. Uh, yes. The breakup of Shanky and Jinder. Just what we all wanted. Yeah. Can't wait for that feud.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. <sighs> then we got Raquel Rodriguez versus Kat Cardozo. This is Raquel's main roster debut match. Now, I'm really confused about this. <laughs> Help me out here, Tempest. Oh, because she's care. definitely and definitively the babyface in mm-hmm. this. Kakarosa attacked her before the bell. She's quite clearly playing up to the crowd. She's smiling a lot. She's very much the babyface in, in this dynamic. In her pre-match promo, she had a couple of lines where I was like, Sounds pretty heelish. Where she said, Well, When you look, when, when you look this good, referring to herself, I was like, A "Bit arrogant, but okay, sure. If you're self confident, that's all good." Mm-hmm. And then just before she went out, she said, "I like being the center of attention." It's like,
2: "What is this character? What are you talking Who about?" kill Rodriguez. She just showed up one day. She didn't exist before SmackDown. She has yep. no birth certificate. She has no social social <laughs> insurance card. Like she just appeared one day. She formed. Mm-hmm. She was she was vaporized and then put back together and debuted on SmackDown. And I have no idea who she is or what she cares about or what she's doing. She just smiles and has confusing dialogue.
1: She has very confusing dialogue. But honestly, more than the confusing dialogue, they have confusing graphics for her as well.
2: Because I'm
1: putting one in, in the back end right now, which I I looked at and I was like, it took me a second, because I'm just trying to process it, because there's a lot of stuff that WWE does that you don't really pay attention to. It doesn't make any sense, and it's a bit stupid, and it's a bit dumb. But a lot of it, because it's so stupid all the time, you it's just kind of like white noise, and you just like, it's, you know, it's WWE buzzwords, and they don't really mean anything uh-huh. to you. This one just took me for a second. I was like, what? Raquel ravishes. What? Yeah. What? What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> she's just, ravishing pete
1: just, just ravishing she
2: ravishes she ravishes smackdown next <laughs> it's, it's, it's a double r pete you gotta use alliteration
1: <laughs> it just really caught me i was like <sighs>
2: oh,
1: she's, what? Yeah. I, she's
2: yeah, the I, ravishing yeah. rodriguez instead of the ravishing russian they could just oh, reuse all these God, things yeah you know
1: that's, that's weird anyway raquel won pretty quickly sure um yeah. gunther did a promo with uh the ludwig kaiser and they said they're gonna win or whatever I don't care
2: is there a single reason why fabian eichner could not have been involved in this he hasn't been on nxt one time
1: mm-hmm.
2: i mean i i never want to be like well how did this person keep their job but like Boy, if there seemed like anybody who was destined to get cut after Imperium broke up, it seemed like him. Right? They they must have something going for Fabian Eichner that they don't want to get rid of him or bring him up to the main roster. Of course I'm saying that. Of course they don't. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> We've got plans for Fabian Eichner. just fired <laughs> Dexter Loomis and Persia Parada on the second week of their angle. There's no rhyme yeah. or reason to any of this. What am I talking about? Move on.
1: None. Uh, Then we had the contract signing. I also wanted to point out that during the beatdown where Roman Reigns came out and got out the contract and shoved it in in Riddle's mouth, Pat McAfee on commentary said this was the plan all along by the bloodline. And I was like, Pat, why do you just say things sometimes?
2: (laughs) Not a great plan. (laughs) Not a great plan. I mean, it was. They got exactly what they wanted, so I guess it was a good plan, but... What did they want,
1: Tempest? Tempest, what did they want? I
2: don't know, the six-person tag team match
1: at the end of the day. So so here's a question. When Pat was saying this was the plan all along, does he mean the plan all along for the contract signing was for Roman Reigns to come out to ruin it to beat them up? Or was he saying that the reason they even held and they they gave out the challenge for the title unification in the first place was to get RK to come on the show so that they could beat them up to then set up a six-man tag match? What does Pat mean with that?
2: Hey, man, that is way more thought put into that than either Pat McAfee or WWE have put into this matter. Oh, yeah. I don't have the slightest clue. Yeah.
1: Just
2: Pat Pat saying things
1: had that segment that we've already spoken about with the Adam Pearce stuff as well backstage. Right. Then we had Naomi and Shayna Baszler.
2: Mm-hmm. I like Naomi. Naomi's great. I'm glad, she's not, I'm glad she's not getting buried every week anymore. Yeah,
1: same. I'm glad she's not getting buried as well. I really like Shayna. I really like Naomi. I really like Banks. These are three out of four people that I really like that are in this feud. That's great. Naomi versus Shayna yeah, four, Baszler right bad. was a match. It, fine. Nothing yep. really happened. Naomi won with, like, the weakest roll-up. Uh, fine. It, they had a know, roll afterwards. Natty did a sharpshooter and forced Banks to watch while Shayna did that stomp on the arms spot on Naomi. Yeah. Cool. You know,
2: if you're going to have a guy on your show whose finisher is going to be a roll-up, I need you to stop doing roll-ups at least one other time on the same show. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what their aversion to just regular, normal finishes are. I don't know, man. There is like it's, and I get people are gonna say, "Oh, it's the, 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 the Sammy's Andrew McIntyre match at a clean finish, and the Ricochet and Shanky match at a clean finish." It's like, yeah, I understand, but we've got we've gone so far in the other direction when it comes to garbage bs finishes that having more than one on a show is just commonplace now and it's mm-hmm. accepted well that's ludicrous if you would have one dq or one of these finishes on a show that would be like wow shocking crazy back in the day Now, granted, things evolve and all that but i don't think this is evolving for the better this is just changing I don't need a million roll-up and whatever finishes on the same show. And if you're doing the same finish on the same show, just change change the finish. Yeah. Just change the
1: finish. Um, Next week is going to be Shayna versus Banks. And then the week after that, not on pay-per-view, it's going to be the women's tag title match.
2: Yeah. Cool. Is there a reason this isn't on pay-per-view? A premium live
1: event? Oh, okay. Yeah, what, why weird. are Bridge Holland and, and Sheamus facing Woods and Kingston in a tables match next week on SmackDown and not on pay-per-view? I don't know. Would love to tell I don't you. Know. I don't have any idea. Um <clears throat> we got a recap of Butch versus Butch versus Woods. This Hashtag where Butch. <laughs> the show is in the mud, Pete. Oh, people
2: used to say SmackDown was such a good show. It was alright for a while there. This show sucks.
1: It's not good, Tempest. It's not good. It's
2: really bad. Um, Why are we still watching the New Day and the Chimney Sweeps?
1: I can't tell you. And, you know, I also can't tell you, Tempest, I can't tell you what Holland and Sheamus said in their promo because I wasn't paying attention. Because I just glazed over literally i was just completely out of it and when that entered again i was like oh god they cut a promo didn't they Ugh, i'm not rewinding right, I'm... They, just,
2: they said they left butch like in the locker room like that's that's we, we sat him down in a corner and he's going to stay there
1: wait okay hold on i'm sorry so they actually found butch and they put him in a locker room that's what they said
2: uh, as far as I can tell, that's that's what I i checked on my one watch through of half paying attention.
1: What was the point of the whole where's butch thing, then Tempest? Because he's gonna go lost every week, Pete. But they found it's
2: gonna be like a where's Waldo? It's where's Butch. But they you wasn't know, with him at the show this week. It's okay. Things don't have to make sense, Pete. <laughs> it's just let go. Let go. <laughs> let go, Pete. It, I would have uh. so much more fun. Imagine if this was just like a regular show, but every week, like, Butch was like a Where's Waldo. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be like, he's just going to be like sticking out of one shot. And you just kind of have to be paying attention be like, where's Butch? And then maybe, see, now I'm giving them ideas. Maybe they can start like a Twitter thing or a text mm-hmm. thing. Where if you could text in where you saw Butch, where you found mm-hmm. Butch, and be the first person to enter, you can win some great, stupendous prize. I'll get more people watching.
1: Stupendous, you say? I'm
2: using their bud word. Bud words. Bud words. <laughs> Blaze it, dude. Uh...
1: <clears throat> Woods had a okay. match against Rich Holland. He won with the backwoods again. I don't like it, Tempest.
2: Yeah. See, I've never quite really been a big fan of people using roll-ups as finishers like unironically Mm -hmm. like when brian danielson does it and he's like i have the the smallest package i was like you're a funny man you can get away with it but it does kind of feel like all of xavier woods's matches are now exactly the same yes because he's going to get beat up for a while and then he's going to hit a surprise roll up and win i know that's going to happen every single time now
1: Mm-hmm.
2: it's really not great for my suspension
1: to disbelieve. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Seamus then called out Kobe Kingston immediately afterwards. They had a match. Seamus won with a broke kick. I'm so uh, see, bored of the team. I, maybe,
2: maybe you need special clearance to do something on a premium live event. But it's like, oh no, I can't make that match official. Oh no, we need board of directors to do this and that. Hey Kofi, you wanna have a match right now? <laughs> wanna just get in the match right now? No, forget about what who is in Gorilla right now and what's scheduled is the next match sex, sex, segment. What's the next match? Do you want to fight right now on this TV show? Oh yeah, okay.
1: And they go. I mean, I don't I don't care about any of it. I just it they ludicrous. They did a power bomb to Woods through a table to set up a tables match yeah. next week. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Lacey Evans did a promo. It's still really good. Mm -hmm. I really like these promos. I do think they are starting to get overdone and overplayed.
2: Well, it's always the thing, right? Like, how many weeks of promos do you need before you bring someone back to TV? I usually think it's like three or four. Mm -hmm. In WWE's case, it's usually six months worth of telling you beer is coming, you know? So it's like, I don't know if they're going to burn, burn people out on this thing. If they debut or like next week or at the pay-per-view or at the week after the pay-per-view, I think we're probably okay. Mm-hmm. If they do these promos for another two months, I'll probably get bored. Yeah. I and think... I can't give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not going to do that is the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, after you do viewers coming for six months, you once again, lose that, uh, that goodwill.
1: We then got Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi in the first of the beat the clock, I quit challenge matches. She won in one minute and 41 seconds with an ankle lock. It was fine.
2: You know, if anybody else, I understand that like people lose short matches and everything, and you know, all the time anyway. If this was anybody other than Ronda Rousey, you know, I would just be like, Are you gonna be a professional wrestler in WWE? and lose in a minute and 20 seconds or a minute and 40 seconds you yeah. submit you can take no more punishment after a minute and 40 seconds now granted i wouldn't last a minute and 40 seconds in a fight against ronda rousey so that's totally no. fair but if it's anybody else i'm always just like this is why I beat the clock matches used to be a lot more fun when the time to beat was like seven minutes mm-hmm. you know when the first guy doesn't match and he wins it in like 11 minutes he's like ah that wasn't a very quick time And then the second match comes, and like maybe the 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 first person to challenge the time doesn't quite make it because their heel is being a a dickhead and running running away, and the time just expires. He's like, ah, missed it. But then the next person they get like eight minutes, and that's oh, that's better. And then the next person's like, oh, I sneaked it out, got seven minutes. And then the last person doesn't quite make it. You can have different matches in every one of those, and it's a much more fun experience because you get a bunch, you get like five long matches on a show, long matches seven or eight minutes isn't long, but it's longer than a minute and a half that we get in these ones. The mm-hmm. main event of this show went a minute and 40 seconds, Pete. The main event of SmackDown was a minute and 40 seconds.
1: Unacceptable. So Ronda Rousey won in a minute and 41 yeah. seconds. Charlotte then did a little promo to be like, yeah. "Where, where's Aaliyah? Aaliyah then came out. Charlotte then looked like an absolute numpty because she was just taking her time. Like, there was the occasional bit where Aaliyah got a bit of offense in, but the majority of the match was Charlotte, like, doing a big boot or something to her, and then turning to Ronda Rousey and being like, see, I'm great! And it's like, Pinner! You idiot!
3: What are you're 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 on you- doing? the win. clock!
1: Like, Jesus yeah. Christ! And then, she didn't beat her fast enough. Shock horror. She got in the yeah. figure eight, and Aaliyah tapped, like, a second or two after the time expired. She didn't say, I quit, but she did tap. Um, but then Charlotte got annoyed. Ronda won and was high-fiving fans and ran away. Charlotte then beat up special guest Timekeeper Drew Gulak because she was saying it was his fault he lost.
2: I think this might have been one of the worst main event segments that I've ever reviewed. Like when I actually, I was I didn't get mad about it. I just watched it and went, "Well, that sucked." But like now that I actually think about it,
1: this was like appallingly bad this is a terrible segment yeah oh my god this was a bad segment to end a bad show and like the segment ended and then the little the little thing pops up in the corner and i was like wait that was the main event i could not believe it i was like surely there's something else after this and no that was the main event and that was it the show just went off the air i was like how
2: SmackDown and NXT are really having, like, a knockout, 10-round, Rocky Balboa, Apollo Creed fight to be the worst wrestling show going mm-hmm. right now. Like, they are having a a, a Fry Takayama slugfest. The oh my god this is like a terrible program <laughs> <It's not good. laughs> I, I hate know. these beat the clock matches anyway because you can't right. do a beat the clock you can't do any match like this with a time limit that you need to like very carefully plan because you have spots and you have things you need to do and then you have a time limit that you need to have like a, a finish designed for the time limit right like You need to have her in the submission within five seconds. So you can have like the really close Mm -hmm. finish and then she taps after the bell. You can't do all of that in a minute and 40 seconds. Have it look fluid and natural with someone like Julia, who's not a great wrestler. Mm. You can do this in like a seven minute match because you do your spots, but you spread them out during a match. And then you have plenty of time to make sure you're in the right spot for the finish. Yep. in a match like this not of course it's gonna look rushed because that's the intention but the match itself is rushed and it's sloppy and it's not good
1: have good matches <laughs> just, have good matches have good matches that's it that's all you need have good matches. god this
2: was like a one out of five show this show sucked
1: i in my editor review i gave it a two and then called that generous yeah so yeah like
2: i didn't get mad at this show at all i just shows on i just i, was I, don't, bold. I don't care I'm, yeah i'm just writing you just didn't care at all but like going yeah. through this segment by segment this show is awful it's just yeah. terrible really bad yeah. god damn you know every Ugh. week i think i said this in an editor review for nxt recently every week i find i like understand more and more what brian and vinnie had to go through when they were like reviewing impact every week and they mm-hmm. were just like what the show is terrible I was like, yeah. I get it now. I actually do get it. You know, like not just the WWE at the time level of badness when it was just like, oh, you're guest host. Like really bad TV. Mm-hmm. I feel like NXT and, and SmackDown have really, really shown me, really opened my eyes to what it's like to review terrible wrestling every week. And yeah. at least for that much, I would like to thank them for that. <laughs> it gives me gives me a a, a better perspective on the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you can also just book better shows though. Book better shows. And speaking of better shows, it's a rampage. Hell yeah. So immediately on this episode. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I do
2: want that Gloden boat. (laughs) That was almost a very good reference of a golden boat. But I do, in fact, I would prefer a Gloden boat, whatever that is.
1: That's amazing. Um so immediately on AEW Rampage, we have Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland in an Owen Cup qualifier.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: When this got announced, because I feel like when the qualifiers started, it was fairly obvious as to who was going to win every match, right? Yeah, mostly. Most, most of the time. Uh, Samoa Joe much, and Max matches, Caster. Max Caster's not yeah. winning that match. Samoa Joe and Max Caster's going to win, like Keith Lee, Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, sorry, that was for face the revolution. Sorry, that wasn't Owen Hart. Yeah. Um, well, like I can see
2: of... like Jungle Boy and Kyle O'Reilly, I thought could go either way. Yep,
1: yeah. for sure. In theory, a-
2: Ishii and way. Adam Cole could have gone either way, depending I, on how many dates you I, I didn't think I didn't think Ishii was gonna win, but he's a big enough star that he could win a match mm. like that. Yeah. You know, just not gonna I,
1: happen. I figured Cole was winning that one, and I figured um Dax. The other person, nope the one we just mentioned, the, the the one who played Samoa Joe was going to beat uh, Matt's Caster. This one, these are like two massive stars in AEW. And yeah. I was like, I, I have you. no idea, no inkling as to who's going to win this one at all. This is very exciting because I could not tell you. This is like, you know, it, like we were saying before, with the exception of like, you know, Dax and Cash and, and stuff like that. There was, there's a lot of matches where you go like, here's like a big star and here's like a like a good mid-level star, yeah, and you can, can tell that the big star's gonna win, but it'll probably be a good match. That's how a lot of qualifiers normally go for a lot of tournaments and stuff we've seen. But, these are just two guys that I would put on like, very similar uh, mm-hmm. level in AEW. Having Derby vs. 12 was so much fun. Like, it just God, it's so much fun. These guys are such good wrestlers so mm-hmm. fluid all the time and just seeing like it's the tiny little subtleties that really like make it for me like when i think it was just as they were going to a to a picture in picture or something and the way swerve got off the apron with darby on the outside was he just he did a little forward roll to the outside yep. and i'm like you didn't need too. to do that that's awesome like yep. that's just it just makes him feel different when people move and do moves in a different way to normal, it makes them feel unique and special.
3: Mm. When
1: you're just part of the formula, you're just another body, right? So this just this just made... It, it's the, like I said, it's the tiny little subtle things that make this so impactful to me. And they had a great match, obviously. Of course they did. They're, they're amazing. Uh, really, really enjoyed all of this. Ricky Starts came out to try and attack Swerve. Sting got in the way to be like, no, no, none of this, please. Um, but th- that in and of itself was enough of a distraction to swerve. So that Derby did his um, his special roll up. I forget the name of uh, the backwards. Um, and <laughs> and uh, he got the uh, he got the win from that, uh, which I thought was good. You know, it protects swerve a little bit in defeat. Um, I thought it was good
2: yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i i think that swerve should be like aew world champion like i i think swerve is one of the best wrestlers in the world and can be the biggest one of the biggest stars in the company that being said i understand that they're not just gonna do that like they've got their plans or whatever that that's that's fine i can handle that and i've seen a lot of people you know like every time darby wins one of these matches a lot of people say like i thought darby should lose or i wanted darby to lose it's like well You do have to keep in mind that he is one of, like, like, AEW's biggest stars. Mm -hmm. He's been there from day one. So even though he will go up against, like, a swerve, someone who seems to be on fairly equal level playing field with him, I would like to think that he probably will get most of the wins in matches like that. Just, like, tie goes to the veteran in that case. And Mm -hmm. he's not a veteran in the grand scheme of pro wrestling, although he kind of is. But he's a veteran in terms of AEW. You know, he's one of the pillars. He's been there since day one. So that doesn't surprise me as much. But I was very interested in the match that at least got mentioned as a possibility later in the show. We'll get Mm -hmm. to that in a little bit. But, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. I think these two have such awesome chemistry. And I really, really love that AEW is a company where you can go and just pick up an old rivalry that I bet nobody, not nobody, very few people watching the show will have seen a Darby Allen swerve Strickland match previous to this. But you can tell them about them. You could say, hey, they've got history. There's lore. You know what I really love is a good backstory. And everybody comes into AEW with a backstory. Because they're like real people that existed before they signed the contract.
0: Mm -hmm. i just really
2: love that i really love that you can take an indie rivalry like ethan page and darby allen just be like they're wrestling again and they hate each other because they have history it's really cool stuff i really like this match i really like these two guys together this was really fun
1: yeah really really good also there was a a spot where swerve was picking up darby uh, to go for a a suplex from the apron had darby inside the ring and he was on the apron and he's going to pick him up and do a suplex uh, to the outside onto the floor and I was like well he's not definitely not hitting that, that's that's ridiculous and then he just hit it and I was like yep. well <laughs> yeah. didn't expect that one, I'll be honest I uh, wouldn't want to
2: take the bump that Swerve took
1: no, exactly just, right
2: the normal, just stand on the apron and take a bump to the floor, I don't want to do that let alone the <laughs> suplex part of the bump yeah, goodness me oh, was, he also yeah. did the thing where he did like a roll over the top rope like he mm-hmm. did like a, like, it's not quite like break. a, yeah. It's like that basically where he just like, you know, did tumbled over the ring, landed on his feet. I thought that was really cool. And Darby just hit him with his like rolling over the shoulder stunner thing. I was like, oh, that was a cool little sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you says people showing me things I haven't seen before. Yeah. yeah. I like that.
1: Very, very good. Um, After that on Chris Jericho was on commentary for the show, uh, but Santana came out and attacked him. Oh no. Yeah. Um yeah. I would have liked Santana to do something more than what he did. It was just kind of like a, yeah. a punch. And then comes down and then he was like punch punch. And I was like, do like a move, do like a do like a something, you know? Or at least go yeah. oh, go nuts, you know, like just I, th- I swing thought he was gonna and...
2: like power bomb him through that little section of the stage or something. Right. You know? Something like that. I'm glad but that we're it, getting it, a match it, between them though you Mm -hmm. know it was announced we're getting Santana and Jericho on Dynamite next week I like that a lot because personally I have kind of felt like the destruction of the inner circle really did just kind of fizzle out at the end you know like they were barely associated with each other by the time they got to like full gear with the Dan Lambert match and then they just even more so went their separate ways and like You know, Sammy Guevara was like, "Figure it out," or "I'm leaving," and then we just never saw him again. You know, yeah, stuff like that. So I really did kind of think we were gonna get more Jericho Santana and Ortiz interaction, you know, and it looked like we were getting that towards the end of the faction, and then they broke up, and it's been more Eddie Eddie Kingston and Jericho. And I get that; Mm -hmm. I totally do get that. They're like the singles guys of these these two factions for sure. I get that, but at the same time. I really was kind of hoping that Jericho would have like that connection with the inner circle guys that would, you'd want to put them over at the end of all this. And now we're kind of getting into the point where I'm ready to test that. I'd be like, all right, you Mm -hmm. old carny, are you going to put over the guys that you showed up at AEW to put over? Are you going to show up or did you just show up to have one more good run? And I'm not going to hold it against him too much. If he just showed up to have one more main event run as a 50 year old, but I'll respect him a little bit more if he shows up and puts over the guys that were in his faction. Yeah. You know? Uh,
1: great point from SP3 in the chat as well, saying that uh, Santana and Orsi should have given Jericho the double team powerbomb through the stage that they gave to Ricky Morton.
2: Mm-hmm. You could have all, yeah, you could have, uh, Someone's they got to do like the powerbomb off of the stage and I'll do the, mm-hmm. the shield middle finger thing, you know? Do some form of that. I don't know how you tie that back in, but powerbomb Jericho off the stage, give him the middle finger, do mm-hmm. something.
1: Yeah, would have been cool. Uh, after this, we got the debut of The Baddies, which is Jade Cargill, Kira Hogan, and Red Velvet, uh, taking on Sky Blue, Willow <laughs> Nightingale, and Trish Adora.
2: Tony Khan watched my Why
1: AEW Needs More Factions video. Legitimately, I saw them come out, and I was like, Tempest will be happy. Yeah,
2: Tempest is happy.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm happy as i'm good? very
2: happy with this group honestly i want more women's factions in aew i want more tags and six woman tags and all that sort of thing in aew it just gets more people on tv like i said in my video why aew needs more factions for quite literally just that reason i really like these three together though i'm I'm still waiting on the explanation for why red velvet has suddenly had a massive change in personality and just give me a line just tell me tell me why she's because she is very different than she was when like layla hirsch was turning on her just a few months ago mm-hmm. and yeah. she's not on tv enough for people to just know why so tell me why and then i'll be good but that being said i'm really happy to see Kira hogan on tv i love Kira hogan i think she's great and i'm really happy to see her in a faction that will hopefully get her a lot more tv time and i'm really happy to see all of these opponents on tv too like I like Willa Nightingale. I like Sky Blue. I like Trisha Dora. That being said, Trisha Dora did not hit a move in this match. She just got kicked in the face and hit with Jaded. I'm, I'm glad she was on TV, though. I really yeah. like this match and I like the concept of doing this match. I think matches like this offer a lot for AEW, especially when they just seemingly cannot put more than two women on a, on a TV show in front of the crowd most weeks. You know? Yeah. Putting this like it. Instead of having just two people in the match, they had six people in the match. I know that's like very <laughs> step one, s- square one booking philosophy. Well, you got two people in a regular match, six people in a six woman tag. Let's do that one.
1: Mm-hmm. But they don't
2: do that one enough of the time for me to really uh, give them credit for it.
1: Yeah. I, um, I, I think they did mention some people are mentioning it in the chat, but I think they did mention the like Red Velvet uh, people turned on her in the Willow Nightingale match, and it's like, yes, but I why do you need her to tell me that? <laughs>
2: yeah, I I need her to tell me that though. Like yes. I can I can understand them saying like she's now I was about to say jaded, but you know she's she's hurt you know by that reaction, and that's caused. Mm-hmm a a change within her but i yeah. need and maybe we're building to that and that's totally fine we haven't seen that many segments on tv with red and the baddies and everything but i still need to hear it from her i need her to tell me why her character is changing
1: yeah um backstage swerve and darby still respect each other nice
2: i like it baby, baby faces it not quite being allied Nope. But if they're in the locker room together, they're probably on the same side of the fight.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: Keith Lee then faced Colton Gunn. My one note for this match is, all right. Because <laughs> it really
2: is, like isn't
1: a... it? fine. Keith Lee won. It's Colton Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Do you need?
2: I was really struggling with this in my uh, edited review last night. Is that okay? Is it okay to just have a match? You know, yeah. I was trying to decide whether I, I could give this like a positive score or not. Because like mm. it was fine, it was perfectly fine. And also like, but I can't tell. Like, I'm struggling here between my like ADHD, like everything needs to be happening all the time, and also, no, let's chill chill the F out and have a match every once yeah. in a while. You know, I'm struggling there. And maybe it's just because Colton Gunn is not interesting to me. <laughs> If this was just someone else, you know, like maybe, maybe I would just care more, yeah, but I don't want it to sound harsh. Mm-hmm. But I said to my friend as I was watching this last night, I feel like the ass boys are like five out of ten wrestlers, you know, And that might sound harsh, but I mean, like they're perfectly adequate. Like they can have a match. They they go in there and they have a match, and they don't look bad at all. They're not mm-hmm. bad wrestlers. They just don't have that like charisma or anything really special about them. You know, it makes me want to see their matches over anybody else's. Yeah, and that wouldn't be a problem like two years ago, but now AEW's roster is like loaded with eight nines and tens out of tens. And granted, you can't have those people lose on TV to to Keith Lee. But I think now is the point where we need to start having like the six and seven out of 10 guys start losing matches on TV instead of the Mm -hmm. five out of 10 guys, because I really just can't care about factory matches or gun club matches. And I was going to say wingmen matches, but we don't really get those anymore. It's really just the factory and, and the gun club. And I just I don't care that much about them you know maybe they're gonna show me something at one point and they're gonna really like have the big gun club coming out party this is why you should care about the guns but i don't i really don't yeah and just it brings down my enjoyment of a match like this a little bit with them being involved and i feel like that's unfair but that's also just aew having a really high batting average right now
1: yeah you know um there was yeah. a segment that I don't think I wrote notes for where the acclaimed spoke with um Gun Club yes, boys. backstage. Yes, mm-hmm. boys, and they were like, Hey, we should like join forces or whatever, and they were like, No, I'm gonna go speak to my dad. Okay. <laughs> See,
2: that's yeah, crazy. that's also really the problem with all today. this. I I think if the stars of the group were the guns the two of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd care more. But yeah. the star of this of their little trio is still their dad. Yeah. Ancient ass Billy Gunn that I never want to see wrestle again. You know? Like I can't I can't get involved in that. Like I can't get invested no. in that. Sorry.
1: Um we are You're getting Jeff Hardy. Hardy.
2: Sorry, go ahead. You're the real Mr. Ass. Thanks, You're man. You're the only Mr. Ass that I
1: care about. <laughs> um jeff hardy is facing bobby fish in an Owen cup qualifier as well that should be a fun match um mm. and each of them got promos here jeff hardy saying that he could maybe face darby allen mm.
2: don't you pull my chain AEW? <laughs> i want i want to see that match very badly and you know mm-hmm. if if jeff hardy faces darby allen in the first match and first round of the tournament and loses I think that's a perfectly good showing. They'll have, like, a 15-minute match, and it'll be great. Yep. And I'll be perfectly happy with that. Yep. Perfectly happy with that. This tournament looks like it's going to be a boatload of fun.
1: Cannot wait for this.
2: I, I absolutely cannot God. wait for when- this. This tournament is going to be just banger after banger after banger. They haven't had a single, like, semi-talented person qualify yet it's nothing but top star level guys yeah it's, i was not i don't know i don't know what i expected out of the owen i was like maybe this will be a tournament for the wheeler yudas and daniel garcias and and lee moriarty's of the company maybe this will be no this is like the biggest tournament in, in wrestling this year probably they'll probably have more top level talent in this tournament than the g1 unless the g1 allows for like international travel then all mm-hmm. bets are off I don't know what's wrong, but if we're getting another G one like we did last year, I'd prefer this this tournament.
1: Yeah, like when they threw up the graphic after Derby qualified, and they threw up the graphic in the corner of the screen of all the men that have qualified so far. I'm like, that's a good tournament. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So yeah, Hardy versus Fish is another one. I'm assuming Hardy will win that one. I don't um. Think so. But. Still regardless, then Fish and Undisputed Elite got a promo afterwards, which is cool. Nice. Excited for that. Then we've got Danhausen. Mm-hmm. Now, Tempest. Mm-hmm. I think that you and I might be the naysayers here. Or the people not necessarily the naysayers, but the people who were like, We're not as into Danhausen as many other people are. I like Danhausen. He's alright. I don't know how I feel about this whole hook Danhausen thing like I can appreciate that the crowd are mega into it. Hookhausen. Yes. Hookhausen. Hookhausen. I understand that people are really into this and I really like that people like it. And you know what if it's working if the crowd's love it awesome. By all means keep doing it. Great. I just I just don't think it's for me. It's yeah. I don't know if I get it. I don't know if I'm on board but that's fine. If people like it people like it.
2: Like I'll be perfectly honest. This is not the direction I would have taken Hook. No. Nah. I think a lot of people know the direction I would have taken Hook. <laughs> that's very different from this. And that, mm. that's that's fine.
1: Uh
2: I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. I haven't enjoyed like the, the backstage bits as much just because I don't think like if all of the backstage segments with him popping out of a trash can and all that, if those had all taken place in front of the crowd and like Hook is in the ring and Danhausen like pops out of a trash can like in the by the by the timekeeper's table. You know he just pops out and everyone goes, "Oh look, it's Danhausen over there!" And Hook like gets distracted during his match. He's like, "What is this indie goofball doing?" And he like someone hits him. And he's like, "All right, goddamn!" Hits a suplex and then wins. And then he's like, "Get this psycho away from me!" And then finally he's like, "Nah, you and me." I think that would have been like better than Mm -hmm. just the backstage segments. Because again, you couldn't hear the crowd reaction. I think the crowd reaction is what is selling this angle to me and makes me say, okay, yeah, keep doing it. Because the people do love it. Smart Mark Sterling came out and was like, do you want to see these two people fight? And everyone went, yeah. And I went, oh, really? Interesting. I thought there would be booze, Not a Mm -hmm. lot of them. I thought it would still be more cheers than booze, But I thought there would be booze, And I didn't really hear any. So yeah, more, more power to them. I'm interested to see the match. I will watch the match and be like, "All right, Let's have a look at this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, If they they ended up as as, as a cute little team, I I, I wouldn't be totally opposed to it. There could be some fun to be had with Hookhausen.
1: I'm sure that it would be good if they wanted to do it. If they did it right, I'm sure it would work out and people would Mm -hmm. love it. I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I have never been fully on board with Danhausen, So that's me.
2: I agree. But I think we could see the comedy come when he's got a straight man to play off of.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you that's know. fair. Yeah. And I don't know that you're going to get too many better straight men on this, on this uh, roster. That sounds strange. <laughs> a better straight guy. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, you know, a better comic foil nice great save there tempest um, porky pig that situation yeah <laughs> better cause cosmic foil i quit A better comic foil <laughs> for dan Housen than hook put them together hook him.
1: yes Let's perfect um main event was trent barretta versus samoa joe for the ring of honor tv title really like that they've got the ring announcer from ring of honor for this makes yeah, it Bobby feel Gruzzi's so much more fantastic legit. they did Rickabonny too New yeah and rickabani on commentary awesome yeah Big fan. Also, I really liked when they were introducing Ian Riccoboni, they were showing the commentary table, and Chris Jericho was there, completely distracted by everything, just being like... <laughs> looking around <laughs> as if Santana was going to attack him again. I was like, that's a subtle little touch, Chris. I like that. Yeah. That's good.
2: If you had to be at the commentary table for the rest of the show after you'd already been jumped, mm-hmm. you'd be doing that.
3: Yeah. I was nice like, that's... Detail.
1: Good job. That's good. Yeah. Um... This was also very fun. I, I I like Samoa Joe. I like Trent Beretta. Yay! Thumbs yeah. up. Big fan. I will say I don't know whether it's just me. It might just be the people that are taking the move now. Samoa Joe is Urinagi in the corner. Might this I, one? Look, like, look m- vicious.
2: Yeah, I noticed it's so it too. Good it might just be people like this is going to sound harsh but working harder getting like better yeah i don't know you know like but just like you're going to attack the mat a little bit more when you're in a main event tv title match against Samoa yeah. Joe than if you are in segment 2 of raw sure that's just, that is what it is i i enjoyed this match greatly mm. which is not surprising but it's so surreal to me that Samoa Joe is in AEW right I don't, that one hasn't set in yet. And I don't really know why either, you know, maybe it's just because his whole thing right now has felt very kind of separate and disconnected Mm -hmm. from the rest of AEW. You know, he's doing his ring of honor thing and he's got his J lethal ring of honor crew that he's fighting against. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, his big match so far has been him and Minoru Suzuki, who's not an AEW guy. So to me, he still very much feels like he's separate from everything else that's going on. And hopefully, I think that will change once the Owen starts in a few weeks and he starts wrestling other people in the tournament. Mm -hmm. But like, man, I just want everyone to know that at some point over the next like year or two years, maybe Samoa Joe will in all likelihood face CM Punk again. And I will cry. (laughs) I will (sighs) weep. Like as soon as we start getting Samoa Joe interacting with like the main event AEW scene, I I just can you imagine those promos? Can you imagine a promo between Samoa Joe and Eddie Kingston, Pete? Think about it. Think about everything that could happen with Samoa Joe just being here. And that's like, mm, every new big star that comes in AEW, it's like, well, how many dream matches do we have? How many promos do we have? Add one more person to the list, you instantly add like 60.
3: Yeah,
2: fantastic. Love Samoa Joe. Love this match. Yeah. Great Moon moonsault from Trent Beretta. Mm-hmm. Amazing Uranagi from, from Samoa Joe. Just absolutely killed this man. Yeah. Samoa Joe put his hands in his pockets against uh, against Orange Cassidy. How dare he? I know. It was great. I want to see that match too. Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe. That yeah. sounds like a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, it's not a living. Joe won in the end with that urinagi at the end, followed by the cooking kokeingolatch or the rear naked choke, as they were calling it. Um, I liked that he didn't do like the standing version because to me that all always seemed kind of like a like a weaker version. But it was like he literally yeah. like dived onto Trent and just like here you go, got you. You're coming down.
2: <laughs> You're coming down to the ground.
1: <laughs> yep, and uh, that was good. And uh, like Trent was just out pretty much straight away. Um, so Joe retained, which was great. But then Tony Shimoni hit the ring. To be like hey samoa joe you want and i was like well, this is gonna get interrupted
2: <laughs> there's a promo and... segment with two minutes left what could go wrong
1: <laughs> Yep. uh so then out came jay lethal and Sanjay Dutt and satnam singh and satnam's orange cassidy had tried to attack satnam singh which was quite funny i liked that a lot um but then he got jumped And Joe and Lethal brawled inside the ring, had, like, a pull-apart brawl, all the producing stuff coming out and and pulling them apart. This was decent. Fine. Yeah. I thought the match was great. I
2: thought the post-match was, like, fine. It was, like, perfectly effective in terms of building up this match. I just... Mm -hmm. I don't really care about this match that much.
1: No, I don't either.
2: You know, like... I've decided since he's arrived I've, I'm kinda, I'm kind of I'm kind of soft on Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't really get worked up to be excited for his matches and I don't think he cuts that good of a promo like you know, it's just uh it's it's, it's tough. I don't yeah. think he quite fits in with a lot of the AEW roster right now and when he mm-hmm. comes out I do kind of feel like uh just, yeah, it's just kind of a shame. But I feel like with Satnam Singh being attached to him, we're going to be seeing him a lot more often. Yeah, and I assume so. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, yeah me neither. But it was an easy so show.
1: It'll,
2: it'll be a good pay-per-view match, though. There's Samoa yeah. Joe, Jay Lethal, if they wrestle at, uh, at Double or Nothing, I'm sure they'll have a really good pay-per-view match. But. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I it's so, not one that
2: I'm going to be most looking forward to. No,
1: nah. uh, four out of five episode of Rampage, I thought pretty good. Um, enjoyed it once again. A breeze to watch. It's an hour. Mm-hmm. Yep, great. It's
2: easiest wrestling show of the way. to uh, to watch of the week. To Absolutely, that. easiest wrestling show to uh Yeah,
1: what's um, your heart's Pete? What isn't hard, Tempest, is saying thank you to some special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge Amazon on our Patreon page. If you've not seen our Patreon page, by the way, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, and we put up WrestleTalk After Dark the other day, which was a bunch of us recording in person! Yay! It was me, and Andy, Yay. and Sullivan, and Adam, and we talked about some nonsense, and we played Obama Llama, and it was fun. So, Go check that out. It gets very sweary and we drink a bit. It's a good time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go check that out. Patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. It's also wrestle talk extra where Luke and Sullivan reviewed NXT Takeover Dallas recently mm-hmm. as well. That's awesome. Go check that such out too. Yeah, such a good show. Um, and if you pledge at the $25 or above tiers, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and they get read out on a show much like this one. So, thank you to General Jimmy G. Yeah.
2: Tower of London. Nigel Morris.
1: What's love got to do with it? Matthew Turner.
2: Geordie yeah. bus driver, Harry. Yeah. You already struggled on that one, huh? I had to think about it, because that's not how I would spell that. That is how it's how Geordie is spelled, though. Let's see, I didn't know that. I'm learning yeah. things on this podcast. Yeah. This is an there educational is. podcast, too. It is. Daylight robbery, Rob James. The superior dinosaur,
1: Tom Gratorex. Too lot to handle, Lottie McCulloch. Arnie K,
2: the K stands for the coolest dude ever. Oh, hi, that Danish Mark. Yeah get off my plane there's something wrong with the lat the left phalange
1: phalange it's a friend phalange
2: Ah, the phalange that's right it's all coming back
1: something wrong with the left phalange that's why Rachel gets off the flight yeah I got it it's a funny reference Tempest I got it yeah send me to heaven Evan Reich yeah
2: insert here to AEW confirmed yeah
1: and finally, for this Hall of Fame class of the 30th of April, 2022, get Sean Brother Rickrolled. Yeah. That's a that's an up-to-date reference, right? Yep. People still get there Rickrolled is. these days. Right? right. Must. Yeah,
2: yeah sure. Some Anyway. You know, into- I will say, one of the guys that we just brought in on the Toronto Blue Jays had his walk-up song, Be the Rickroll Song. Nice. It's the only time I've heard that song this year. (laughs) It's just like, that's an interesting choice. Did someone choose that for him? I don't know.
1: Let's get into the last ultra chats here. Last chance to get those into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Misha Sumra said, uh, disaster recovery booking. The six man becomes a unification bout again, but the winners hold the belts under the Freebird rule. More belts for Roman. Um, bravo, Tempest, for the release tree with SP3. I pop for Pete's retro sofa, LIW 444 life. What? You have a retro sofa, Pete? My retro sofa? It's not a retro. It's a sofa. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, a couch, it's a re-
2: apparently it's a it's a chesterfield apparently sure a, a re- that's a canadian word for couch hmm.
1: the more, education the more you know Yeah. uh danny torkel said when i read the results and saw the six man uh was made all i could think was how funny pete's rant would be this morning how do they build a match for a month only to replace it with a tv main event with zero stakes this company they're dumb yep. Real dumb, big dumb, yeah. smooth brain. Uh, Gorilla Press says has arrived. Hello, gentlemen. Drew uh, Drew is doing pretty well, uh, in my opinion. Out of the title picture, Sammy is gold as usual. Drew is doing okay.
2: Yeah, he just got out of like a six month feud with Madcap Moss, so <laughs> I think that's a, a generous okay. But I like yeah. Drew. I don't think he's been hurt too much by his his poor booking over the last year or so.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um on the subject of rampage, Hannah Allen baby, said, uh, you want a fireball Excalibur? I'll hand them out to anyone. I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. Uh completely lost my S. Lol Jericho going full Jericho. Sometimes it's just these random moments. That's why I love the man. Genius. Lots of love. Hashtag LIW for life. Hashtag L I W is fine. Yes, of course we are. Why wouldn't we be yeah. fine? Why wouldn't we be fine? Yeah. Uh Replan R says, uh, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Uh I'm uh talking tables on fire in the Hammerstein Ballroom. I saw a shockmaster's glittering helmet fall to the floor, and I saw Hookhausen's birth. All these moments will be lost in time like Sting's Makeup in the Rain.
2: It was very poetic. Yeah. Stings makeup in the rain. (laughs) I might write that down. (laughs) I'm gonna put that in a list or something.
1: Oh my God, we've got a lot of old uh, chats about Rampage. Uh, Charles Berg says, I'm a fan of comedy duos and a straight man is necessary for it to work. But I do not want a Hookhausen tag team. I just think it's too early for Hook to be doing comedy wrestling. The crowd already likes him, so no need to try and endear him to them. I do agree. Yeah. And when I
2: when I try and formulate ideas for a Hookhausen team, that is uh, my second preferred option. The first being... Yeah hook being like AEW world champion and being an unstoppable killer they get works his way up the rankings and then challenges the champion and wins that would be my preferred choice but if you're gonna do a team i think there's mileage to be done with it like i think they could get funny stuff out of it it just wouldn't be what i would do first
1: yeah uh Jaden jones says uh tk give me a tag hook house and run like the aew rk brone or uh, rk bro or kanan x Pack. maybe a tag title match at some point down the line plus it keeps hook fresh but keeps him away from singles titles and ready-made heel heat for when he murders Danhausen later
2: it doesn't, sure. no. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a long run either keep that in mind it doesn't have to be a long run the, no. the 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 weights were a really short run. Granted, that wasn't on purpose, but
3: it mm. was a really yeah.
2: short but memorable run.
1: Uh, Brian Moore said, uh, "I made a DBZ reference during the Dynamite review, comparing the undisputed delete to the uh, to the Ginyu Force." <laughs> Ginyu, Ginyu. I don't DBZ.
2: Uh, I'm not sure in that case. Yeah.
1: And Kenny to Freezer, and it went right over Luke and Ollie's head. Yeah, I'm officially L I W for life. We also didn't get it. Um, no, if possible, no could I my my Pledgehammer name to match? What
2: hmm. do you
1: want your Pledgehammer name to be? liw for life. What do you What do you want your hammer name to be now? Isn't, yeah,
2: always leave the crowd. Always leave the wanting Brian, Brian Moore. Moore.
1: which, by the way, is one of the best names I've ever come up with. Just throwing that out there. Yes. Now you
2: that. want to change it, Brian? Oh, You're awful. gonna hurt Pete's feelings.
1: I know, right? I like a, I like um, a little
2: bit of DBZ, though. A little bit.
1: Mm. Uh, Mark Graf Ludwig Wilhelm von Baden. What a name. Uh, Memberg for nine months. Thank you so much. So, sadly, my name is too long for Ultra Chat, so this is my only way of talking to you guys. Uh, wait, what? Your name is too is long ultra for chat. Ultra Chats.
2: Oh, it's it's Memberg thing. So yeah. maybe his full name but gets like, cut off on the Ultra Chat.
1: I mean, sure, I but you can still Ultra Chat in if you want to. Yeah. Um,
2: I don't think there's many large mark graphs that we're going to confuse you with, I'll be honest. (laughs) Yeah.
1: This is my only way of talking to you guys. Uh, So should Wardlow be AEW champ in this year? Yes, for me. No. At this
2: point, I will say no. But I think he could very easily change his trajectory from being like this to very quickly being like this with very little effort, because they're doing mm-hmm. a fantastic job with the Wardlow stuff right now. And yeah. if they, if the people take to him, if he's like the hottest thing on the show and they're chanting, Wardlow, like Goldberg, like if he's Goldberg levels of you got to this build the whole company around this guy, maybe, yeah, like maybe you put the title on him by the end of the year. I don't know. I think plans have to be fluid depending on what uh, the situation is. Within reason. Don't go crazy yeah. with it. But if things change, be, be adaptable.
1: Yes. I can agree with that. Plasma P said, Morning, L I W, Jay Lethal versus Samoa Joe is more of an ROH feud than an AEW feud. But because TK is sitting on his hands for an ROH TV deal, instead of using the ROH website, it's gonna hold both of them back for a little while.
2: I agree that it's a an ROH feud. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're like waiting to get it on like an ROH TV show. They might. I could be wrong, but I think they also might just blow this off on double or nothing or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, checkmate OW says, uh, I was there live. All the people sitting in section two oh eight were awesome. We were the ones who started the sting chance and the two oh eight chants during the Joe match. Don't do don't, that.
2: Don't don't do that. That's don't do it. that. No, don't it's do bad.
1: That. It's a bad chant. Yeah. Uh, had a blast and it was a really good a show. show. Yeah. Had a blast and it was a really good show. My friend's cousin was on dark as well against Julia Hart. Huh.
2: Nice. Well, that's good very neat. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, eternal blue says a personal shout out to both Swerve Strickland and Darby Allen for representing the Seattle metropolitan with pride Uh, desperate for AEW to have a big show in the Emerald city, but they sure do seem scared of the Rocky mountains. Go Hawks. Yeah. I'm not quite
2: sure what, uh, what's going on there. They've been very hesitant to go out West and granted like their, their markets have been on the, on the Eastern side of the U S but I would think that they would draw well in Seattle and yeah. And such,
1: I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah. Um, Musket Meerkat uh says, Hey Tempest, I met you at the karaoke bar in Chicago last year for Revolution. Just wondering if you come back to Chicago for Forbidden Door, can you bring your Yu Gi Oh! deck? So we can have duel? <laughs> also, how do you feel about Dino Wrestler Pancratops?
2: And I'm not sure how I feel about it because I don't know what that is. No. I don't, I'll be unless something changes. Unless something changes, I don't believe I will be at that show. Mm-hmm. I'll say that unless uh, unless Ollie wants to have the entire company go to Forbidden Door, which is still Luke Owens <laughs> Luke Owens' uh, goal here to get the the company to take a trip. Unless that happens, That's so badly, I would I would like that as well. Unless that happens, I don't think it's uh it's gonna happen. But should I be in Chicago again for another wrestling show? I'll, I'll, I will try and remember to bring my Yu-Gi-Oh deck, which nice. will need dusting off at this point. But I do remember you, though. I do remember the people that I hung out with at the karaoke bar. Nice. So don't think I've forgotten you all. I'm a man of the people.
1: And Brian Moore once again says, I've had a roller coaster over 24 hours. Rough day at work, sister's birthday party, NXT releases, Tempest followed me on Twitter, and then I had a potential falling out with my best friend. That sucks. Uh, I just want you all to know, I really appreciate you guys. You're fun.
2: Your I appreciate fun, you too, Michael. brother. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're great, and hang in there. Friend breakups are worse than than regular breakups, so hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully y'all can patch things up if that's what you know you desire. At least I hope mm-hmm. that uh, whatever the path of least heartbreak is, I hope that's the path that you go down.
1: Well said, Tempest. I should probably check and see if we've got any emails, because I did not check that before, because apparently there were some, and I, and I missed them. So I should probably oh. check that. Oh. Whoops. Uh, let's see. There's none there. How about in here? Is there any here? The, the, the LIW! Hey! That's for us.
2: That, that um, is us, indeed.
1: We are LIW. That is us. Uh, from Misha, who says, <laughs> "Oh my god! Oh no! <clears throat> Let's see if I can do this in time. Let's see if we can do this in tune." <clears throat> Everybody loves you. Everybody loves your stuff. I just like to see some L. I. Dub. Na, na 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 peanuts on the up on the up, peanuts on the up, nailed it, thanks Misha, na, amazing. Na, 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 na. yeah, peanuts on the up, and that is to clarify peanut apostrophe s on the up, that's me, yeah. peanuts on the up. Um, early bid to see you both doing the broken Hardy's intro as your Wrestle League punishment. Oh my god, um. I hope Ollie realizes that he has to pay for Tempest to fly over for your tag team performance. It's the only way to do it justice. I would pay a real, well, pound sign, pound sign, uh, for an LIW premium live event. Hashtag Tempest on tour. <laughs> Stay mm. safe, lads. <laughs> Thanks, Misha. Uh,
2: yeah. Music videos. Mm-hmm. They're fun, aren't they?
1: <laughs> you got another one coming up. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: I did a bunch of stuff for that recently.
1: Mm, so I saw. I'm excited. Uh,
2: yeah. 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 I kind of had to take advantage of uh, of circumstances that I didn't mm-hmm. think I was going to be able to film in again. And people watching this or listening to the podcast will know what I'm talking about when they see the video. But uh, sometimes, you know, you're just having a chill day and something happens and, you know, you're just kind of like, well, I'm working today then. Mm hmm. I, I just have to take advantage of this, yep. you know, because I'm not totally going to get this chance again. So let's go. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened to me when I was filming my music video. So
1: I hope you all enjoy it when you get to see it. Mm hmm. I hope it's done soon because I I really want to see it. And also Laurie's one is still in progress. Um, they're, they're, they're both coming, don't worry mm. they, are, they are happening I've heard certain things about Laurie's one and I I don't know how to feel about it I'll be honest oh, oh dear. It's, there's, a, there's a lot of things that's apparently happening with regard to this uh, to this uh, uh, little music video I know that for, for example one of our editors drove up to Manchester where Laurie is living now to film more of this stuff that's a long oh. drive. That's a long drive from London to Manchester, but he drove up to do more of that music video stuff. So it seems like it's happening. Things are coming in place. So, yeah. God, it's it seems like a hell of a production. A production is what I'd call it. Damn.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I don't know what the options are for our. Uh... Music video and mm. and such. I don't know what the patrons. I voting I,
1: for. I I haven't put any suggestions up yet, um, right? Because I was going to wait till it's a little bit closer to, uh, SummerSlam time, because that's when the video will be going up, hopefully.
2: Right, and not not to try and sway answers and such, mm-hmm. but I mean, how many how many duet songs, have there really even been in wrestling? Well, <laughs> not that it has to be that, but no. I'm trying to think of the most optimal duet performance of stars of our magnitude.
1: Well, I'm, I'm slightly concerned, Tempest, because mm. uh, I mentioned a certain theme song on oh. a podcast or two, which I, I was just talking about the, co- the coincidence of, of how it happened was that prior to WrestleMania, I'd mentioned to Adam in the office that the only way that I would do a flip on camera is if I lost League and then I got the Lucha Bros. As a theme song, then I would do a flip. And then immediately Dude, at WrestleMania can't sing in Spanish. I lost. And not only that, I tied with you. So it's a duo of the Lucha Bros, and also you wear a mask. And I'm like, what are the chances of that in particular? Nobody said anything on top of it since then. So maybe it'll all just breeze by and normal suggest it because there are plenty of other duets Like we got on a suggestion just then for the Hardy Boys and whatever. So that's fine. But
2: I don't know, man. What, what Hardy Boys song are we going to sing? Are we going to sing? I don't sing know. Well, they said the, the,
1: the, I'll um, sing a Jeff Hardy
2: broken. song. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, but like what broken song? Because like. I don't know. I'll fa- Matt Hardy's broken song was just i fade- No, that was Jeff Hardy's broken song before the obsolete one. I don't yeah. know what that means. I don't know what the that broken means. Broken Hardy's hard intro is
1: what Misha said in the email. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Maybe it's the obsolete song from TNA, which be that. I will sing because I do oh. think I know the words to that song. I will sing a Jeff Hardy original. <laughs> I, I want to hear a Tempest cover of a Jeff Hardy. original. <laughs> I think that would be a real nice, like coming of age, full circle moment. Mm-hmm.
1: That would be quite something. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I honestly have no idea what people are going to suggest for this because, like, you feel like when it is two people, you need to do some kind of like a duet or a tag team or like something that makes it worthwhile of being two people rather than just it's you know it's Keith Lee's Mm -hmm. theme, but two of you have to do it. Like, well, that's not as the dinner
2: deminire, but much worse than.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, the de- 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 would be really funny actually because then we could yeah. legitimately do that but then we could like just have it be awful when everything terrible happens to us oh that would actually yeah. be quite good oh that's a good shout Tempest that's a very good shout Well, we'll, we'll figure it out, we'll, we'll see what people suggest when we do part of the post in a little while uh, but anyway, I think that's probably going to do it for this episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast thank you so much for listening everyone we will be back, it is Backlash next week crikey Um, so we've got predictions for that on Wednesday, uh, and we're going to have the live reactions on Sunday as well. Um, and also if you've been paying attention to the Wrestle talk news channel on Monday, it's the beginning of the Randy games. That's a bit of fun. Um, so keep an eye out for that because it's my challenge first against Randy. And from what we filmed, it's a bit of fun. Uh, not to break kayfabe or anything, because I hate Andy, and he needed to prove himself to me and all that stuff. But also, a bit of fun, though, in it. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. See, you, do more content. See, see you soon. Goodbye. Stay safe. We love you. Goodbye.